This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, it's Laura. And Angela. We are about to start this week's episode, but first we want to thank our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Adam and Eve is where you get all your sexy stuff. Today we've got a matchmaker on the episode. Maybe you're looking to find your match, you want something sexy to wear underneath your date night outfit, or you just want something sexy to wear by yourself at home feeling good. Yeah, whatever. Maybe you like hear about a toy that we talk about on the show and you're like, I want to try that. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. That's a crazy deal. Yeah, and when you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free mystery gift. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. AdamandEve.com. Come and use our code SINGLE at checkout. That's S-I-N-G-L-E at AdamandEve.com. Use our code SINGLE at AdamandEve.com. Now let's let's start start the show. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is It's Not You, It's Them. Yes, sometimes it really is just them. Also on the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, a new sex toy that's being called the Bop It for your privates. And what therapists say you should do when you're feeling lonely. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who can't quit a Playboy cheater and another listener who doesn't know how to deal with a guy who's been ignoring her after she finally hooked up with him. We've also got a funny accidental text message for you. Lots of fun stuff this week. Uh, But Angela, it's just you and I. What is going on in your week? Hi. Um, so I feel like we've been talking about like a ton of baby stuff lately, huh? But I, it's, it's the age. Well, I'm pregnant. You're pregnant. I'm almost 30. So other people I know are pregnant. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I have friends who just got a dog and it turns out that's like just as serious. In what ways? So here's the thing. I've always been like, I'm very irresponsible. I can't handle a lot, but maybe I can do a pet. And that that's like about the amount that I can handle. Turns out I can't because my friends just got a dog and they like carry around like a bag of toys, like people that have babies, like they need more prep than people that have babies. Like they, they need to like close off all surrounding gates. Like we need to be like watching the dog at all times. And I'm like, oh, wow. Hey, like, where, where, what gates? Like, okay, well, granted, we were hanging out on my roof. <laughs> So, like, yeah, I get it. You don't want your dog to jump off the roof. But there was also a two-year-old there, and the parents were far more lax than the dog parents. And I was like, wow. Okay, so turns out sometimes, you know, people have kids and they get a little less fun. Sometimes you have a dog and you get less fun. It's such a bummer. Do you think I got less fun when I got a dog? No. you're. But you know what? Sam is such a good dog. Sam's an angel of a dog. She can go anywhere. Sam is, like, equipped for formal events. This is true. So maybe Not I'll that be this ho- was a bad dog, but I guess it kind of depends on the person. Maybe it depends on the dog. But if you've got a dog that you can't leave alone, you need to hire like the dog whisperer, Caesar Milan, to come <laughs> to your house and do some recon. Well, I'm hoping this is just the puppy phase, and then when when she's all grown, yeah, maybe the, the, then they can they'll have like parents' night out. I hope so. But this whole thing has just made me realize I need to stick to plants. I don't know. I'm. I have a tough time with plants. I hope I keep my baby alive better than my plants. Um, I, I've found that having a dog is easier than plants because my dog really? my dog gives me cues, you know? Like if she's hungry, she tells me. The plants, I'm like, all right, you're dying. Are, did I give you too much water? Did I not give you enough? Like I don't know. But also – My if dog I- <laughs> has like actual cues I can read. Like I can read like, okay, your poop looks normal. Fantastic. <laughs> Things are working. But on the flip side, if I kill a plant, far less tragic than killing a dog. Right. But it's like, as long as you're like a thoughtful person that pays attention to things, like dogs, like, can talk to you, basically. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we know that Sam talks to you. Well, they tell you what they want. (laughs) So you just have to listen. All right. So then maybe I'm just not equipped for anything. And that's fine, too. I kind of like being selfish at this phase in my life. 
I think you'd be a great doggy mom. Thank you. For the record. Well, for now, I'm going to enjoy going out after work and doing my thing. You're a very thoughtful doggy aunt, if it means anything. I'm destined to be a great aunt <laughs> for all creatures. All creatures. Um, anyway, what's up with you? Well, this week I did a, a sexy pregnancy shoot. Okay, I don't even want to call it sexy pregnancy shoot. I just did a pregnancy photo shoot with actually one of our former... Uh, I almost said contestants. One of our <laughs> former Come guests. Come on down. This is why you're single. <laughs> one of our former guests, Jenna Burke, who was also a former Bachelor contestant. That's probably why that was in my head. Yes. Um, and she's an amazing photographer. And she did the photo shoot with me at my house. I almost canceled the shoot because that week was the first week I had gotten sick my entire pregnancy. I had a cold. And so I was very nasally congested and felt like my whole face was puffy and bloated and I felt yucky and I was like ah, I gotta cancel this but you know she had booked it with me and I was like all right I just whatever I'll do it if I hate the pictures I'll never post them and she made me feel beautiful yeah I have to, I was gonna say you did not look puffy you did not look like sniffly you looked really hot in your pregnancy photos did I oh thanks you've only seen two there's more to come oh my well <laughs> see you get like years of Instagram content out of this <laughs> Well, not uh, years. I'd be weird if after I pop <laughs> the baby out, I'm still posting like lingerie. <laughs> One year anniversary of my pregnancy shoot. Yeah. Um. So did you, you felt sexy? I did. I think it was all Jenna. She was really? like, she was like those like photographers from uh, what's like the Ben Stiller movie? <laughs> oh, like Zoolander? She's like, yeah, give me more. Give me more. Oh, my God. You're pregnant goddess. Like, <laughs> you're so beautiful pregnant. Oh, this is great. You're looking good. And then she showed me the pictures. I was like, oh, you do know my angles. Like, some people know your angles in life. Some people don't, you know? Yeah. She knows my angles. That's why it always helps to go with the professional. Yeah. So she was good. She she knew the angles. Some people take pictures. They don't know your angles. But she was getting the angles right. And uh, and she made me feel good. We did, and and I wore like a lingerie slip, but like a robe after over it. It wasn't like one of those. They weren't like boudoir no, shots. They weren't like cheesy boudoir. Because what the fuck? What am I gonna do with those? And I told Nick the day before I was doing it, I'm like, I'm doing a sexy photo shoot, pregnancy photo shoot for you. I just wanted to make him feel special, and he was like, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want those pictures. Oh <laughs> no, I was a little offended. He was like, That's just not for me. That's not my thing. That's not my thing. I was like. I kind of got sad, but then I was like, all right, Nick, Nick, Nick's cheese threshold is like low, very low. So were you, you were planning on being naked? Was that no the original plan? No. I never planned to be naked. I just, I mean, unless if Nick was like, had been really into it and was like, really, you know, I love your pregnant body. I love your tits. <laughs> I love your big tits. As like a I would have done some naked ones just for him. But if he didn't want anything to do with any of the pictures. <laughs> These were purely for me. So, you know, doing naked pic- what was I going to do with those? My husband didn't want them. Right. I I what am I going to just keep them on my phone? Maybe years from now you might be like, "What did my body look like?" Oh, yeah. I guess I could just take a selfie though for that <laughs> if I'm like if I want to know what my body looked like. But so I so we kept our clothes on. But then afterwards, she was like, oh, we were looking through Pinterest to get inspiration. And she's very, like, artistic type of photographer. She, you know, we looked at, like, the cheesy ones we didn't want. And then we looked at ones. That what were, were, like, the cheesy ones? Oh, God, there's so many. Just Google, like, pregnancy photo shoots. There's there's ones, I mean, a lot of them are, like, lingerie. Where, where you, okay, you where you make your hand into the shape of a heart. Yeah. And then you, like, put it over the belly. <laughs> Like those type of things, you know? Yeah, yeah. But she she was looking at like pregnancy editorial for inspiration. But and they all wear lingerie. Is that a thing? It's like always Pretty lingerie. Much. Yeah, really? because it's kind of like what else are you gonna wear? I mean, you could I mean the bloggers, I guess, do like normal clothes photo shoots mm-hmm. for their blog content, but I don't know. I guess there are other things you could wear. Uh but I kind of did something in between. It wasn't full on lingerie, but it was it was like, you know, like pregnant goddessy, like. Right. You had a fur crown on. I had a fur crown on. Um, so, so afterwards, we were looking on Pinterest, and there were some bathtub ones, which I would say borderline on the cheesy 
scale because there's a lot of cheesy pregnant bathtub photo shoots. Okay. And she was like, let's do some of the bathtub. I'll make them not cheesy. We'll make them like really beautiful. And then we ran out of time. So she was going to come back on Friday and I was getting kind of nervous. I was like, oh, but then I am naked. But I'm not going to post me naked in a bathtub, even if you can't see my parts, you know, like where, what am I going to do with these pictures? So I was getting a little nervous and then luckily, and then she had to cancel anyways, that the second day of shooting. So it all worked out. Now, no nudie pics. But one weird thing I have to say about bathtub photo shoots in general that you may never have noticed, the water is always milk. Milky. White. Do they, are you saying that they put literal milk in the water? I don't know what they use. But Google any kind of bathtub photos and Mm. I guarantee they will all be white water. It's not just bubbles. No, they don't do really like, I mean, I'm sure there's bubble bath photo shoots, but it's milky water. It's so weird. And in, and then once you notice it, you can't unsee it. You're like, they're bathing in milk. This is weird. <laughs> Did you ask Jenna how she was going to achieve that effect? No, I don't think we like paid attention. And then I was looking at the pictures the day before we were going to do that shoot. I was like, wait, the water is milky. I guess it's so that you can't like see into the water. And, right, like, see right. Your, but why don't you just, instead, my idea was, just get a million flowers and cover the water. So flowers and that would be pretty and romantic. Yeah, I like that. Better than like t- looking like you're taking a bath in a milk. milk bath. It's very weird. Anyways, photo shoot went great. Love the pictures. Jenna Burke's very talented photographer and it went better than I thought. Glad I didn't cancel the photo shoot. Yeah, they look great and you have Instagram content. So who needs Nick? Nick still hasn't mentioned, uh, Nick, he still hasn't told me how much he loves the pictures, but I know deep down in his heart he does. I'm sure. I'm sure. And you know what? Years from now, you'll be able to freak out your child by being like, look at how sexy mommy was while you were inside her. No, my son's going to be like, what <laughs> the fuck? You're so weird. And you can like send him a framed copy. He'll yeah. love it. Yeah. I think Nick just doesn't want to admit how much he likes the pictures because they're very beautiful. They are. I'm sure he likes them. Thanks. I hope he does. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> On that note, it is time to jump into what's in the news. What have you been reading about in the news? Okay, so Cosmopolitan. Oh, what was that? Cosmopolitan. Sexy. They are reporting on this new X-rated Bop It. Uh, it's a piece by Karina Heish. Do you remember Bop It from when we were kids? Oh, of course. It was like, Bop It, Bop It. Yeah, right, there was it? like, pull it. Like, pull it. There was a twist it, it which twist all it. sounds kind of vaguely sexual anyway. Maybe that's where they got the idea from. Wow, it really does now that you point it out. Yes, I was obsessed with my Boppet, and now they have from this company called Nutaku, which is like a gaming company. Uh, they created the Flick and Jerk, which is a sex toy version of the Boppet. It has four separate sex toys, um, including a 12 inch long dildo that you suck, uh, a vibrator that you rub, butt plug to plug it, and then a masturbation sleeve to pound it which so is their so it's, phrasing it's like the bop it it's like it's on either end kind of thing right it's like definitely harder than the bop it because you're working with different parts of your body you know you're putting it down by your genitals you're putting it up by your mouth yeah you can't just use your hands um but <laughs> i don't Did know it, this is i'm assuming the bop it people have not approved of this um, no, which is why I, I think they had to change it to the flick and jerk, which like if you just saw it on paper, you wouldn't realize it has anything to do with the bop it. Um, so you can't buy it yet, guys. Don't, I'm sorry to break it to you, but good news is they'll have it ready by the holidays. They said um, it's going to cost between one hundred and twenty and two hundred dollars total right. steal. Uh, the the writer of this piece actually looked up what a regular bop it goes for now, and I believe she said it's like thirty dollars. And I would way rather just have a regular bop it. <laughs> <laughs> but this is four in one. You don't need to buy like four different toys. You just get them all in one. That's right. And they did say that you can take it apart when you're done playing the game. I mean, I guess this is good if you're like into all of the sex options that it gives you. But why would you want a 12-inch dildo to suck on? To practice, perhaps? I mean, I think the sucking is more during the game, and then maybe you can use it for its intended use when you detach it. But it, it might be dangerous. Because, you know, that game is, like, fast. Oh, I get it. So, so it's, like, it's like suck it, rub it, right. plug it, But if it was, like, it. insert it. Well, then again, they do have, the, like, the butt plug one, and that's just as... That one's for plug it. Like, you need to, like, prepare for a butt plug. You need to, like, lube up. 
That's true. So I don't know. I this feel is like quick. You're like, suck it. Yeah, they, you're moving it all around your body really quickly. Hopefully the song is a lot slower. Perhaps. Maybe like set to like some Barry White music. Like, yeah. So it would have to be like, suck it. Plug it. <laughs> we have some ideas if they want to contact us. Yeah. Um. Anyway, would you would you buy the, the flick and rub? No. Nope. Or flick and jerk? I'm hard, sorry. Hard no. I feel like it's definitely something people get as a joke gift, and it is not serious. Yeah, definitely. Or it's like one. Of, it's like um, what was that game that was really hot last holiday season? Pie in the face. Pie face. <laughs> yes. Maybe it's like pie face for you, the older cousins. You buy it once. Right. <laughs> you buy it, you use it once, and then you throw it away. Right. Maybe you bring it to the sex party because you never want to go to a party empty-handed. This is true. Like, guys, I brought a game. I don't know. Uh, but if you guys are into it, it's out there. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what are you reading about? So I was reading Science of Us from New York Magazine. This is seven therapists on what to do when you're feeling lonely. Oh. So, you know, if you don't have friends to play the bop it, jerk off flick and jerk whatever with <laughs> right you're just by yourself and you're lonely this is an article by carrie rom to to tell you what to do when you're feeling lonely so in a cover story for the harvard business review last year former surgeon general vivek murthy declared the world is suffering from an epidemic of loneliness and i guess public health def- experts have grappled for a long time on how to tackle the problem on a larger scale because you know we no longer live in those tribal communities where you're constantly surrounded by people. So, and even if you have a significant other, you can still feel lonely abs- every now and then. Absolutely. Because I think, you know, biologically, we are programmed to to be used to living in, in big communities. Right. And, and we, we don't as much anymore, you know? Yeah, now we keep a lot bottled up. Yes, this is true. So Science of Us interviewed a bunch of therapists for tips on how to deal with loneliness. I thought I would read some to you. Oh, yes, please do. So Darren Bergen, a clinical psychologist, said, practice small talk with cashiers and other people you encounter through your day. When you go to your favorite coffee shop, make a simple comment about the weather or the music that's playing. Don't think of this as a time to start a long conversation, more for those, you know, fun, brief, impersonal interactions that are a bit more friendly and inviting, and it can decrease your feelings. Do you do this? Um, I don't because I usually assume <laughs> that cashiers and stuff just want me to go so they can like relax oh. and not have to deal with interacting with me. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, maybe, maybe uh, if you, if you keep your boundaries intact, this is a good idea. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't need to like talk about the meaning of life with these people. Right. But, you know, it's fun to be a little friendly. Like, how's your day going? Yeah. Especially with jobs where people are isolated and like, by themselves all day i i try to i know for i i think about how they are and i'm like oh you must be man you're just sitting by yourself all day like our doorman you know uh-huh. i'll try to like i can tell when he's in the mood where he just like needs a chat yeah i'm like all right time to get a little chit chat in doorman uh specifically i feel like always are in need of a good combo yeah it depends we've got a lot of different ones and they all have different needs i try to be <laughs> sensitive to the need yeah you gotta read <laughs> read the social cues yeah uh all right sherry amatenstein yes that is a fun name she's a licensed clinical social worker she says getting together with others is a desperate attempt to not be in one's company will just leave you feeling more lonely. So instead, learn to enjoy your own company. Some good ways to start meditation class, take yourself to a movie, read, watch TED Talks, and do other things that make you think, start a gratitude journal. So she says kind of like, own. The, she's more of like a own the loneliness, you know? Find ways to entertain yourself when you're lonely. And, you know, I, I see that side too. Yeah, because then when you're with people, it's not like you're with people because you have to be. It's because you want to be and it's more pleasant. Exactly. Uh, I think with kids, I keep reading that in books where, where I'm reading all these parenting books and they're like, you want your kid to learn how to entertain themselves. That's a big thing. So I can see how if they didn't learn that as a kid, it can, when they're older, they don't, they're like, well, what do I do? I need people. It's like, you can entertain yourself. Go to a movie by yourself. Right. I think maybe because I'm an only child. So like I kind of had to entertain myself a lot. I am more comfortable being alone and just like being still That makes <laughs> than sense. a lot of people. That makes a lot of sense. All right, here's another one. Ellen Hendrickson, a clinical psychologist, uh, says, one thing to remember 
in our age of instant gratification is that friends aren't found. Instead, friends are made, crafted really over time. It takes between six to eight conversations before someone considers us a friend. We wish we could just walk into a party, instantly connect, and walk out arm in arm with our BFF, but really it's an incremental process. The good news is, is the bar is to start low. Proximity and repetition are key. So put yourself in situations where you will see the same faces again and again. So that's, you know, if you want to make friends, you've got to keep that in mind. You know, don't expect to like become BFF right away. And I like that she said proximity and repetition are key because I have this new friend, Bree, and she lives two blocks from my house. And we became super, super close in a very short amount of time from just simple repetition of hanging out on a regular basis. Like, hey, in the neighborhood, like, let's do this arts and crafts event or, hey, want, you know, and and proximity. She lives so close to me. So those are good keys. And I remember a bunch of episodes ago we did, we read an article on, on um, the stats on how many hours it takes to make friends and how many dates it takes to make friends yes i was kind of goes along with that yeah i feel like we this uh stat comes up a lot for us yeah it does because i feel like you know people people want to make friends and and a lot of relationships start from a friendship that blossoms and i think we read also i'm not 100 percent positive but i think it was also like it doesn't count if like you're having the repetition at work like you right. have to like get outside of work and make it like a social thing. Yeah, it was like, you know, you can't just like just being around people doesn't necessarily count always. It's it was a lot of a lot is involved. Yes. Um all right, I have two more that I wanted to read. Uh, the next one is from Julie Fraga, a clinical psychologist. She says, first, identify why you're lonely. People are often told to cope with loneliness by engaging in a social activity, but this is not always the wise advice. In order to truly cope with loneliness, one must understand why they are feeling lonely. If you're lonely because your relationships lack depth or meaning, or if you feel like people, including your friends, don't really know you, it might make sense to examine what's getting in the way of building intimacy. Are you afraid of being vulnerable with others? Once you identify the reason that you're feeling lonely, then you can learn how to remedy it. So her example is try moving beyond small talk in your day-to-day conversations instead of asking your coworker like, oh, what are you up to this weekend? Maybe ask like, what's one more thing I don't know about you? Or if you could travel in anywhere in the world, where would you go? I don't know if I love those questions, those examples <laughs> that she gives. They feel a little bit like those like box of que- like those what if box of questions that your mom makes you pay yeah. play at Thanksgiving. You know what I'm talking about? No, but I love that your mom does that. <laughs> In that context, it's great. <laughs> um, then she uh, she gives two other suggestions, though. She says, use info from social media as a conversation starter. For example, she learned that her friend started the six-week exercise program. So, you know, ask your friend about the exercise program. It's basically like, you know, show interest in other people. And then her third one, which I think you might like, was pet therapy. Spending time with a pet. So being an aunt to pets, I'm sure, counts. And for me, when I'm lonely, I I feel a lot less lonely with Sam, you know? Um, My office has pet therapy options. They they have puppies come um, like every other month and pigs. We also have piglets. That's right. Wait, explain to our listeners exactly what that is. (laughs) It's literally just uh, you go up. There's a little pen with like three piglets um, and they time it. And you sit there and you let the pigs crawl on you. (laughs) <laughs> and sometimes they go in the corner and they pee and like they're just so cute you don't even care and then a lady taps you on the shoulder and is like your two minutes are up and then you have to go back to work but i love that your office does this it's like you work at a very corporate place and they have <laughs> pigs that come crawl all over you and i swear it works it really does relax you because like you know like how your heart just kind of flutters when you see something cute yeah it just relaxes your whole body you get that the flutters all over so you know either maybe just go hang out at a pet store well no <laughs> nope adopt don't shop i take that back go, go to an adoption at, center uh, yes thank you hang out at a shelter all right the last one i'm gonna tell you about is from kathleen smith a licensed professional counselor she says i often challenge my clients to go back to their family and consider how their immediate and extended families are a resource to them when people start writing letters to a grandparent or setting up a weekly phone call with a sibling it can have a huge impact in their overall mood so when in doubt you know depending on your relationship with your family members, maybe reach out to some family. They're always going to be around. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I hope that was helpful. Uh, you can hang out with your bop it jerk off toy or you can <laughs> hang out with pets. We've given you so many options in this news segment. <laughs> Great um, conversation starter. If you don't like where do you want to travel to, you can be like, hey, would you ever use the bop it, the, the sexual bop it? <laughs> 
There you go. Are you into the masturbation sleeve? On that note, it is time for us to jump into the mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Quip. The truth is most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not for long enough. We forget to change our brush on time. That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not Quip. So what makes Quip so different? Well, let me tell you. Quip is an electronic toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of those bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help you clean your teeth. Quip also has a built-in timer to help you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. This is why I've been using Quip for years before they were a sponsor of our show. I had the silver toothbrush, but now Quip sent me a new cool like coppery bronze one that I like. I bought Nick a black one because I wanted to make sure me and Hubs have nice shiny teeth. It's funny that you bring up the colors because I'm a child and I really just love the color options. I have a rose gold toothbrush which oh, is that's very trendy rose gold copper yeah the, we yeah. have the same one i think we do well we, we won't we'll try not to get them mixed up if we have a slumber party the bestie toothbrushes yeah so the other cool thing about quip is their subscription plans are for your health not just your convenience they deliver new brush heads on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just five dollars including free shipping worldwide Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel. Very thoughtful, Quip. And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O-List. They were named one of Time's Best Inventions, and they are the first subscription electronic toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Plus, they are backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers just like Laura and I who use Quip every day. Quip starts at just $25 if you go to getquip.com slash single. Right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electronic toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash single, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash single. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week for you and I to answer? We have a whole plethora of things we have. First up, we have a little feedback from a listener. Um, This is from Sydney. She says... um, Oh, I know this one. I'll talk about this. Okay, yeah. All right. So a bunch of episodes ago, one of our listeners emailed us and sent us a screenshot where she had written in her dating profile, like, Venmo me $5 and I'll tell you why your profile sucks. Right. And guys actually started to do this and she would give them really thoughtful advice and we were like this is a great idea you're not ripping them off you're giving them actually good advice and like for five dollars that's not a bad deal so we told all of our listeners about it and talked about it on the podcast and said hey like maybe you want to try this you know give your own dating profile feedback to guys so we got a warning about this from our girl sydney who wrote in and said i'm a new listener and i've been binging on all your episodes the last few weeks. Love the show. I just listened to an episode where a girl in your listener mail section said she changed her Tinder bio to Venmo me $5 and I'll tell you why your profile sucks. So I thought I'd try my hand at being an entrepreneur and I added it to mine. Tinder deleted my account in like 20 minutes. Womp, womp, womp. Ha, ha, ha. But spread the word. Luckily, there's still Bumble, right? Uh, So thank you, Sydney, for the warning. Apparently... You're not allowed to do this anymore. But one of our listeners have been doing it for a while and it worked for her. Apparently, don't do it or Tinder's going to delete your profile pretty quick. That kind of annoys me because I feel like Tinder is the Wild West. Like, they let anything go and then that's what they crack down on. Yeah, what the fuck? Also, like, I can totally see a scenario where you say, Venmo me $5, I'll tell you why your profile sucks. And some guy does that and she's like, actually, I, like, really like your profile. Do you want to go out, you know? I don't right. think you need to change a thing. And they hit it off, you know? Right. Really, it's just a conversation starter. Yeah. So and fuck you, Tinder. You're so dollar. dumb. Yeah. All right. There, before you get into the listener questions, uh, there's one more message that I wanted to read. Uh, so this is a funny text message situation. One of our listeners had a friend who meant to send her this meme about periods, But instead of sending it to our listener, she accidentally sent it to the guy she's dating. So it's Will Ferrell and it says, girls on periods. I'm fine. I hate you. I love you. I want ice cream. Come here. Get away. You're cute. Fuck off. Fuck that. Fuck this. So this guy that she had just started dating, like just a couple dates, got this meme and was like, was very confused. So this is what she said. She said, 
Uh, my friend was horrified, but we both could not stop laughing about it. The guy finally responded by saying he laughed, but did not expect to get this meme. LOL. Okay. I mean, but I would say that this is like the, I've done this before, not sent this particular meme, but you know, texted the wrong person. And just let me say it could be way worse than this. Oh yeah. And like, this is like funny enough that if he can't laugh this off, then he's a dummy anyway. Yeah, for sure. And it's kind of funny. And then maybe he'll be, maybe maybe he thought that she was kind of sending him a little bit of a warning. Like, I'm on my period. I might be a little cry this week, you know? I would be interested to know if he, like, scheduled another date that week or if he was like, you want to wait, like, seven days. Yeah, it's good, though. She told him. She's like, I meant to send that to my friend. Sorry. And I'm, if I was the guy, I'd be like, oh, that's fun. You have, like, a fun relationship with your friends that you're sending each other jokey memes. That's cute, you know? Right. So anyways, it totally happens. The guy seems to have taken it in stride and could have been worse. Trust. Definitely could have been way worse. All right. What do we have in the mailbox finally? Okay. Now we have an email from our listener, Valerie. Valerie writes, I have been listening to your podcast for about eight months now and I love it. All of your tips are very helpful and I try to use them as much as possible. Oh, thanks, girl. Yeah. Thanks, Val. I hope we are leading you in the right direction. So she says, I have a problem with a guy and I need your help. I'm 19 years old, a freshman in college, and I met him my first semester. He was the one who made the first move to get to meet me and to be more than just friends. Long story short, we were together for about six months. He was my first, and he never asked me to be his girlfriend. On spring break, he called me while I was home telling me he tested positive for chlamydia. Oh, God. Which, of course, he did not get from me. I cut him off about three weeks ago, and he texted me last week telling me he wanted to see me. I agreed since I missed him. We went out, and it was a lovely time. He kissed me when we said goodbye, and he hasn't texted me since then. What would you do? Also, he is five years older than me, and I believe he was engaged and cheated on his fiance. He never told me that, but I read a post on Facebook about it. <laughs> I'm glad you did your research. Yeah. Um. So this guy sucks. This guy sounds like a major player that I would be very wary of. He, he honestly kind of sounds like the guy I lost my virginity to. <laughs> so I feel you, girl. Uh, in my case, the guy called me like four years later to like randomly to apologize, which was very unexpected. Uh, I was like, who's this number? Who's this guy calling me? <laughs> oh, hey, uh, it's Dylan. Uh, I want to apologize for how I treated you. So, so oh, but yeah, nice. I actually that really, was like, I gen- actually really appreciate it. It's never too late to apologize to people. Right. Maybe he was doing the 12 steps. I'll never know. I was too shocked to really ask questions. But uh, hey, just saying, this guy's being a jerk. You might get a phone call in four years apologizing <laughs> for, you know, hooking up with other chicks and almost giving you chlamydia. Um, I, I wish that I had not spent as much time wanting Dylan's attention. And I know it's hard, especially since he was your first, but I would try as best as I could to stay away from this guy. Uh, it's not you. It's him. This yeah. is, these are the kind of stories that inspire this week's episode. He sounds like he isn't good at committing or being honest. And I really don't trust. Well, I do have to say he is okay at being honest in the sense that he told you he had chlamydia, but uh, he cheated on his fiance. Like, don't fall for his crap when he wants to see you. You just need to be strong. He's going to do this, like, cat and mouse, like, you know, cat string things. I'm like, give you a string, like, oh, I want to see you. And then he's going to disappear and hook up with someone else. And then he's going to come back, you know? Right. You got to be strong. You just got to. It's true. Cut I mean, the cord. I think what will really help. I mean, she's so young and he was her first. And like, I think once she starts talking to other guys and meeting other guys and seeing that there are other guys out there that don't act like assholes, it'll be much easier to get over this guy. A hundred percent. So just start talking to people and going on dates and you'll you'll get over it. He doesn't sound like he's hard to get over. Yeah. I know you missed him, but as best you can. Just stay away. Yeah, it doesn't. And I just remember. know, though, that when you do stay away, it's going to make him come after you more and not in the good way. Not like how you usually want it to. It just means like you're going to have to stay away, which is hard. And then he's stay strong. And then he's going to be like, wait, what? I, I can't just like hang out with her anytime I want. And then he's going to try harder to see you. And you're going to be even double strong. Yeah. I remember my freshman year of college when I broke up with my first boyfriend and he was like kind of dirtbaggy like this. And my mom said to me like, and I was, you know, I was crying and sad because I missed him. My mom was like, 
in years from now, you're never going to look back and be like, gosh, he's the one that got away. Like, I really wish I was still with him. Because no, you don't want like a dirtbag guy in your life. No, you don't. But it's hard when you, the feelings, you feel the feels. You know, you just got to stay strong, girl. All right, what else we got? Um, okay, now we have a question from Amber. Amber writes, I'm so glad I found your podcast within the last two months because I can now binge all of your amazing episodes. Thank you. I know. It's more compliments. Seriously, you are all the best and I don't know what I'm going to do when I catch up. One a week won't be enough. (laughs) Well, you've got a lot to catch up since this is episode 154. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we don't have the time to do two a week. I'm sorry. I wish we did. Yeah. Um, So she says, I live in a college town where one of my best friends attends grad school. And within the past two months, I've become friends with her group. A lot of them are guys. For weeks after we, uh, we met, her friend Matt aggressively chased me. He would text me all the time, snap me, and always ask me to hang out. I would say no because Matt is moving across the country in a month. I gave in and figured it would be fun to hang out and get to know Matt more before he left. We had great conversations and he was cute. We hung three times. Two of them, we did everything but have sex. The texts and snaps still came in. The last time we hung out, I had too many drinks and told his best friend that I really liked him. Parentheses, mistake. His his friend then came back to me saying he really liked me too. This is so childish, all the the back and forth with the friends. Um, Fast forward to the night where I end up going home with Matt very drunk and we have sex. Afterwards, we shower and fall asleep together. Starting from the morning after we have sex, his snap stopped. There were no. no more texts. Oh, no. He stopped replying to me. Wow, Matt. Wow. Special. Uh, last weekend, we all went to a festival where Matt was clearly avoiding interaction with me at all costs. I was very upset and didn't do a good job at hiding it. Later that night, some of us went out where two of Matt's friends said he had told them he had told me he didn't want to continue our friends with benefits relationship, which he did not do. What the liar? I know. His friend said he's been such a tool recently and trust us, you can do much better. He's not for you. This situation has left me feeling on guard, anxious, and honestly, super embarrassed. I'm even self-conscious about going out with this group of friends. Any advice or wisdom you have would be appreciated. This is another one. It's not you. It's him. Oh, my God. This guy is the worst. So this is what I wrote back to her. I said, I am so sorry you had to go through all this. He completely sent mixed signals. In my opinion, he is sort of a liar who led you on until you had sex. Maybe his feelings really did change, but he handled the situation absolutely horribly like a real asshole not a respectable guy whatsoever so even if he like really was trying to court her right Angela and was like oh I'm really into her and then for whatever reason at some point his feelings changed which can happen you can be like into someone and then be like "Ah, I don't like them as much as I thought he still handled the situation like a like triple jerk yes Uh, because when you're in a friend group together you you can't you don't have the luxury of just disappearing and ghosting you have to step up and be a grown-up and just even if you do have the luxury of ghosting just don't like have respect for people especially someone that you you made the court you tried to court them and then and using the word court like i'm (laughs) but that that is what he was doing he was like chasing her and And then he hooked up with her and then he just, ugh. Okay. So first of all, you have zero reason to be embarrassed in front of his friends or anyone. His friends are even admitting that their pal is being a jerk and that you deserve better. So don't feel anything but disgust for this guy. You should honestly just block him and I would would roll your eyes when you see him because he is beneath you. He is scum of the earth. He had sex with you and then basically ran for the hills instead of treating you like a human. His friends know it. You know it. You should treat him kind of with like a little like disdaining distance and try to avoid any interaction with him. I don't know. That's my advice. But what do you think? Angela? No, I agree. He's a child. And I think it's a real blessing that he's moving across the country in a month. So I agree with Laura. Like you, there's clearly no reason for you to be embarrassed around your friends. Like I get why you feel that way. But they've already told you they're on your side. And when he's gone, it's going to be so much easier. Like, nobody's even going to think about him. No one's going to give a shit about him. They're going to, and his friends all think he's dumb. Yeah. And they're going to get closer <laughs> with you. He's going to move away. They're going to forget about him. He's not even going to have that group of friends anymore. Yeah. You're going to be queen of the friend group. For sure. A hundred percent. 
Uh, we hope that's helpful. Let us know what happens. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any funny messages that you want to share, you can email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise within like a paragraph or less. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive into our reason of the week. This week's reason is it's not you, it's them. Sometimes you're dating someone who just sucks and it is time to move on. Uh, So we have a few tips. One thing to note, everybody's make or break lines are different. So you have to decide what yours is. Like how much are you willing to take? Yeah, boundaries, man. Yeah. um, Make sure you don't get walked on, you know. Relationships do not have to be tit for tat. I've actually, in talking with all the relationship experts that Angela and I have interviewed, one thing we've learned is that it's actually not good to have expectations for tit for tat because you, you know, relationships evolve. Sometimes someone has to step up to the play a little bit more. Sometimes someone else has to compromise. It kind of like flip flip flops a little bit. Just make sure you're not getting walked walked on. But but if you have if you look at relationships transactionally, it's going to be very dangerous and it's probably not going to work out. They ebb and flow. Sometimes partners need to give more than the other and compromise needs to happen. But do some soul searching. Make sure you're not getting walked on. Yeah. And sometimes it's a good idea if you find that this keeps happening over and over again, maybe try switching up your type. Um, Look for a nice guy. It's definitely not enough to just be nice. You know, they have to have other things going for them. But they should nice should be part of the package. I agree. And sometimes you're going to have shitty experiences like our two listeners did in the listener questions section uh, in our mailbox section. You might have a terrible experience with a guy, but you've got to brush it off and you've just got to tell yourself the mantra. This time it was not me. It was them. And it's going to happen to everybody. Um, And one thing I feel like you're good at, Angela, is uh, listening to the people around you. Yes. You like if your friends are telling you something, I mean, it's it's possible that they're wrong, but keep in mind, like your friends, if they've given you good advice in the past, they're probably giving you good advice now. If they don't like a guy, if they don't like how he's treating you, they're telling you for your own good. So, so take it in, process it. Maybe you don't have to like break up with the guy, but like at at least address it with him. Make sure that you're communicating. Um, And if you do decide to break things off with him, I always say this, the best way to get over a shitty guy is to not stalk them on social media. Mm-hmm. completely block unfriend this is true. and also just to play the other the coin is you know the relationship you're in better than anybody sometimes it's hard you get like those foggy goggles in but just ask yourself are you happy with them are you more happy with them or are you more happy without them does this relationship cause you more anxiety or does it add to your life because sometimes i do have i found the case where uh, i've had friends who they vent a lot about their guys so i only hear the bad stuff you know, and that could give me a kind of a warped view. So, you know, listen to your friends, but also, you know, am I only telling them the bad stuff? But also maybe the bad stuff is just so bad that the good, even if you told them the good stuff, it wouldn't really matter, you know? Right. <laughs> like the bad stuff's just so bad that the guy, this guy's not going to uh, not gonna be able to come back. I think you also always have to make sure that your motivation for staying in a relationship is because that person is so right for you and not because you're afraid that you won't find someone else. I think that happens to women a lot. They stay with guys who are like, okay, but don't make them feel great because they're like, well, I'm not going to do better. A hundred percent. And at that point, you're better off alone. Yeah. You just got to tell yourself, you know, I have an amazing life on my own and this person adds to my life and makes me happy. One hundred percent. On that note, it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. Sometimes you aren't doing anything wrong. The person you've dated or hooked up with or gone out with just sucks ass. It happens to the best of us. Remember, it's not you. It's them. There are lots of douches in the world, which brings us to this week's game, Fuck, Mary Kill. The the Douche douche edition. Edition. We're going to name... Three guys we've deemed douches, and we have to decide who to fuck, marry, and kill, even if we want to kill them all. I also want to say a little disclaimer. I feel like we've been we've been using the the male pronoun. You know, girls can suck too. Oh, one hundred percent. For any of you guy listeners out there, you know, I don't want you to think that we're saying only guys can suck, and it's not you, it's him. Sometimes it's not you, it's her. 
and I just want to, you know, this game that we're about to play is with all men, but girls can suck just as much as guys. Yeah, I pretty much, yeah, every bit of advice we've given uh, can be applied to your life. Yes. It's all gender neutral. A hundred percent. Even if we've been bad at using gender neutral (laughs) pronouns on this episode. All right, Angela, uh, who do we got first? Okay, first up, uh, our douches are Shia LaBeouf, Justin Bieber, and Seth MacFarlane. Um, who I gotta fuck, marry, and kill. Um, I'm killing Seth MacFarlane. Just I can't. I'll never get over the like I saw your tits song he did on the Oscars. Oh, does not hold. I mean, it was terrible then. Really doesn't hold up today. And it wasn't even that long ago. It was like what was it like? Just a couple years ago. And I just oh, he just annoys me. Even though Family Guy is great. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, uh. I guess I would fuck Justin Bieber and marry Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf's like, I don't know, he's like a dark, twisted, artistic soul, which I've seen maybe like 5% of him with my husband, who's also a, a an, an artist, you know, sure, sure. who thinks deeply about I things. I see the overlap. <laughs> I mean, not a lot. They're very different. Shia's the douchey version. Nick's like the angel, angel's actual smart version. Um, but I think I can... I can, uh, I could handle it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, I would murder Justin Bieber for the record. I just, I can't with him. I can't. He's a little too douchey for me. Shia LaBeouf, I went to his art installation in Astoria, and I just like that he gave Astoria some love. So I'll fuck him. And <laughs> I actually will marry Seth MacFarlane. Because he does like the Frank Sinatra impression, and I kind of like that. Oh, God, you would. It's just, it's old school. Just talk like Frank Sinatra to me. Another douche, honestly, but from another time period, so it's charming. All right, our next three douches are Ben Affleck, Gavin Rosdale, and Jude Law. This is the I fucked the nanny (laughs) round. Uh, um, I'm going to murder Gavin Rosdale because I have never seen the appeal of him, quite frankly. Uh, I will fuck Jude Law. Because I'm sure he's good at it. And yeah, but Ben Affleck, you know, he's a good mar- marriage material. He uh, is. Right? Because he's he got totally- the dad bod. He'll be nice to your kids at least. He'll he'll cheat on you like hell, but he, he sure is a good dad. I He does seem like a good dad. <laughs> and also I just feel like, you know, sometimes he's sad. He just wants a hug. <laughs> um, same. I don't have any changes. Okay. Pick. All right. Who do we got next? John Mayer. Scott Disick and Kanye West. Ugh. This is maybe the douchiest round. The douchiest round. Okay. Um, uh, I'm killing Kanye West. I just can't deal with your Trump-loving stuff. Like, yeah. I could deal with you up until your whole Trump-loving... Right. And, and now with the with the poopity scoop. Enough with the poopity scoop. What's that? That's his new song. The lyrics to his song. Well, oh. Yeah. I haven't listened to the record yet. It's been yet. out for a while, I guess, at this point. But yeah, poopity scoop are the lyrics. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> um, ugh, Scott Disick is the worst. I guess I fuck him just so I have to like see him the least amount. And then, I don't know. I've always had a kind of a thing for John Mayer. And uh, so I'd marry him. I have the same answers, except I would be vomiting while I was uh, fucking Scott Disick. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up. Tom, this is like... I don't even know what, what we want to call this round, but Tom Cruise, Charlie Sheen, Lance Armstrong, go. <laughs> oh my God. Um, You know what? No, no, I'm not. I'm going to kill Charlie Sheen because someone needs to put him out of his misery. Uh, I will have sex with Lam- Lance Armstrong and I will marry Tom Cruise. What? But I'm, I'm not converting to Scientology. You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. Uh, maybe I'll save him. Um, oh, you know, Tom Cruise is so nice. So, like, I guess he'd be, but I think it would get really grating. You know, like, I'm, I'm, my instinct would be like, oh, you married Tom Cruise because he, he, he may be a psychopath, but he's really, he's a nice guy and he is a talented actor. But, um, and when I say like nice guys, if I know him, just from my observations sure. and interviews from my entertainment journalism years and from all my sources and accounts, but, but he's weird, super weird. And it's like, it's like robotic. Um, I think I wouldn't be able to handle it. And and you would have to be a Scientologist and you'd have to hang around creepy cult people. So I would flip your Lance and Tom answers. So I guess I would marry Lance. I guess I would hook up with Tom and I'd kill off 
Charlie Sheen. Lance is just kind of a butterface for me. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't want to look. I can't. I have zero anything for any of these people. <laughs> All right. Next up, Bill Maher, David Letterman, Simon Cowell. Go. Oh. Okay. You know what? I will marry Simon Cowell because sometimes I'm like, I agree with you. <laughs> you're being mean and I don't like your approach, but you're right. Um, and I like his hairy chest. And then the other two I really would love to murder. But if I must fuck one. Yeah. Who would oh. you pick so far? I mean, I guess I'm going to so far I'm on board with your answer because I agree. Simon Cowell, super harsh. You really have like a sensitivity chip missing, but sometimes you're right. Right. And you got that like sexy black t-shirt. So, okay, girl. But, <laughs> but, oh, Bill Maher is creepy. I met him once at a party that I was covering. Granted, the party was at the Playboy Mansion. So the con, <laughs> yeah. the context was like, I was a chick at the Playboy Mansion, but I was so young. I was, I had to have been, this is before I moved to New York. So I had to have been 22, 21. And I went up to him. I saw him at the bar. And I was like, oh, hi. Just wanted to say my parents love your show. <laughs> Which was like kind of throwing shade at him. But <laughs> you went, just didn't realize it. But I went up to him and said, my parents love your show. Because I was just there with my friends to cover the party. We thought it was cool being at the Playboy Mansion. I didn't, I didn't really, at the time in my life, I was not thinking about the context or any, <laughs> whether I agreed with Playboy and what they stood for. I was just, I was like, I lived in Los Angeles. I was like, it's cool to go to the Playboy Mansion and I'm you know covering what? a party. I'm sure Bill Maher is an asshole whether he's at the Playboy Mansion or not. So Yeah, but he was super creepy to me. He's like, oh, really? Your parents love it. And then he, I, he instantly started hitting him. I mean, I, I remember my eyes got really wide. I grabbed my drink and I ran away. And I was like, that did it. And I ran back to my friends. I said, that didn't go how I wanted it to. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, I was so sad. <laughs> sorry because i was so excited to then call my parents later and be like mom and dad i met belmar i told him about you <laughs> and, and then i couldn't tell them about him because they love him and his show so much and i i, I didn't want to tell me he's a creep who hits on like 21 year olds <laughs> uh, well taking all that into account david letterman's beard is disgusting so <laughs> i do think i will have to fuck belmar and kill david letterman but you know, hey, this is the douche round of fuck, Mary kill. So I'm not liking any of this. I got to flip it. But just because after my experience with Bill Maher, I, I got to I have to kill Bill Maher. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, all right. Good answers. Yeah. That was a fun ish. <laughs> <laughs> we hope we have cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And we also have an audio book on Audible if you want us to read it to you. And hey, treat yourself. Get hooked up with some discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We're also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. You can follow my personal. I am at Sparadactyl on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Laura Lane Rad on Instagram and Laura Lane on Twitter. Yes, and like and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. That was a HeadGum Podcast.